This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss strategies and hacks for creating happier lives. This week, we'll talk about why we should aim to show up, and we'll talk about why you might establish a code phrase for change the subject. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, the five senses, human nature. I'm in New York City, and joining me today, not from L.A., is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. But yeah, Gretch, I am in the Caribbean right now. I'm on a cruise with my writing partner and co-host of Happier in Hollywood, <laughs> Sarah. It's a research cruise that we're doing, and we're having an amazing time. And I got to try pickleball this morning. Oh, I <laughs> Everybody's getting part of the craze, and now you've joined it. What's your two cents on pickleball? Really fun. Um, I need to look at the rules more so I understand it, but it was really good exercise. I mean, we played for half an hour, and I was wiped. There you go. And you got your outside 23 and 23 in, as well as pickleball. The update for this week. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I do have a book coming out on April 18th, and now I've created a pre-order bonus. Okay, The reason that I have a pre-order bonus is it really, really helps books if you pre-order. It helps because it shows enthusiasm and excitement for the book with other readers, with booksellers, with the media. Pre-orders really, really count for the fate of a book. And so to encourage and thank people for pre-ordering, because it is such an important thing, I created this pre-order bonus. So if you go to happiercast.com slash five senses... You'll find the links to where you can buy it, where you can pre-order, and then how you can access the bonus, which is five really fun videos that I created, one for each sense about how you can tap into the sense yourself with something very easy to do at home. 
It's really fun. This is just for people who pre-order. If you get so many gold stars because you've already pre-ordered, do not worry. You will still be eligible for this pre-order. I, I definitely <laughs> don't want to discourage anybody from ordering. Order early and often. So again, it's happiercast.com slash five senses, and you can see links to where you can pre-order and learn more about what the pre-order bonus is. And thank you, everyone. So many people have already pre-ordered, and I appreciate it so, so very much. It really is something that really is a huge help to authors and, and their books. Yes, I pre-ordered, Gretch, rest assured. You're such a good sister. And now, Gretch, Kristen wrote in about the Outside 23 and 23 Challenge. Yeah. We are getting a lot of response to that, having a great time with it. Kristen said, I love the Outside 23 and 23 Challenge. It fits right into one of my biggest goals for 2023, which is, unsurprisingly, to spend more time outdoors. I live right by a public park, so I love to get in my time outside while I walk or run in the park. Today, I added another level to the challenge. I noticed a ton of litter around the park and decided that each time I'm getting in my 23 minutes outdoors, I'm going to pick up and throw away or recycle at least one piece of litter. I can enjoy the outdoors and make it better for others in one go. Today, I found and threw away two cigarette butts, one ancient Capri Sun packet, and some plastic confetti. This is so great. You're outside, you're joining outside, and you're doing a good deed. And you're sort of using your sense of touch as well as everything else. Or maybe yeah. you bring a pair of plastic gloves. But um, I think that's a brilliant idea. Gretch, I have to mention David Sedaris, the writer who, you know, um, I love so much. Yes, who um, goes around the French countryside picking up litter. He gets in lots of steps and picks up garbage bagfuls of litter. Wow, it's so good. It's like so many good things wrapped into one. It's definitely something I want to add to my Outside 23 and 23. And speaking of hashtag Outside 23 and 23, tag us on social media with a picture of yourself in outdoor gear, whether, you know, rain or shine gear, and maybe we'll repost it because we're highlighting how people are gearing up. No bad weather, just bad clothes. We want to see what people have on. So let us know. Yes. So listen, this week, our Try This at Home suggestion is to aim to show up. Yes. So explain what that means, Greg. Okay. So showing up is showing up for whatever <laughs> it is that you would show up to. Because what is clear is that people aren't showing up the way they used to do pre-COVID. And I've heard this in a lot of different areas. So talking to people about book events, they're saying, well, we're not getting as many people at book events. And when I talk to people who work at theaters, they're saying, well, people aren't going to the theater the way they used to. And I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about church attendance and volunteering. And they were saying, well, you know, it used to be that if 30 people signed up for some volunteer opportunity, Used to be we would get 25, now we're getting 15. Or people are volunteering once a month instead of every two weeks. And in a way that's good, but in a way that's bad. Right. What was clear at the beginning of the pandemic is that people had been feeling overextended. Yes, yes. And in slowing down and staying home, they realized like, wow, I was doing way too much. Yeah. But at the same time, inertia can take hold yeah. and you don't show up for things that you want to be showing up for. Yeah. And, it you know, it's understandable why, because in the COVID and sort of later COVID, you know, whatever you could call these periods, we all got mm -hmm. very used to having to bail. 
And and that's discouraging sometimes. Yes. Like you make all the Elizabeth, that happened to you. You've made all these elaborate plans for different things, and then they had to be canceled. Many times. So there's yeah. sort of that discouragement. And it also became acceptable. Like I think people used to feel like it was much more of a big deal, and now it doesn't feel like it was a big deal. I mean, then habits were broken. Like maybe you had season tickets, and then you just got out of the habit of going, and you've never picked up the habit again. So it's easy to see how yes. this started to happen. Yes. And then, I mean, I think now some people have social anxiety yes. that sort of come on from their isolation, which then makes them less likely to show up. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, it's important to take care of yourself. It's important to draw boundaries. Those things are true. But I do, at least for myself, say, aim to show up. Because I know that when I do show yes. up, a lot of times I'm like, oh, who is it going to be worth it? Is it worth the hassle? But then when I show up, I'm so glad. I'm so energized. There's some kind of little adventure. If I'm seeing people, that's really great. And so I think that yeah. what I'm trying to say to myself is like, be mindful about what I say yes to. So don't, don't mm. recklessly go to things. Like, don't get overextended again. But then... Aim to show up. Yes. Gretch, what strikes me about this is my Mahjong game. Mm, yeah, you yes. remember how I yes. got so much out of playing Mahjong every month. Yeah. Then during COVID, for a while, we played online, but, you know, we all just got so sick of Zooming yeah. and screen time yeah. that we stopped doing that. And, you know, now I'm like, well, how could I possibly fit in Mahjong once a month yes. <laughs> because I'm out of the habit, yeah. but I want to show up for Mahjong. I want to do that. It gave me so much pleasure. Yeah. So again, it's like trying to just like remind yourself of all that you get out of showing up. Right. Well, it's funny how if something falls out of your schedule, you begin to think like, oh, like, how could I possibly do this? Like, I remember every time I'm like between yes. jobs, like when I was younger, like and had real yes. jobs, I'd be like, I'm busy morning, noon and night. How could I possibly have a full time job? And then you get a job and then you're like, completely. I can do it. And that extra stuff yeah. is really valuable. I mean, that's what can a lot of times gives us a rich life. It makes time more mm -hmm. memorable. Research shows that loose ties are very valuable. Say you're trying to switch jobs or switch careers. A lot of times loose ties bring you information and opportunities that strong ties don't. So loose ties are really important. And then there's just the fun of it. As you say, it's like, you know, Mahjong yeah. is fun, but it just, it's like, ugh, you got to like creak up the machinery. Yes, yes. And it is, Gretch, you know, we talk all the time about living in an atmosphere of growth. Yes. And a lot of times that comes out of showing up for things. No, exactly. And I think it's also this tension between you want to accept yourself and expect more from yourself. So on the one hand, I'm like, accept myself. I'm a homebody who loves to read and I love nothing more than to like, grab a book and read in bed for three hours. I love that. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I want to expect more from myself and say like, but remember you do love to go, go to a play. And then you're always glad you did. And I'm lucky because Jamie's really good about making, like thinking of things to do and making plans. He often doesn't consult mm -hmm. me, which sometimes is kind right. of a, a nuisance, but it's really good. Like he'll find something and being like, Oh, I bought two tickets to this. And I'm so glad because I do aim to show up. And so it's great that he yeah. he's sort of supplying that energy. So let us know if you do try this at home and how aiming to show up works for you. Elizabeth, I think I think the Mahjong group is on your 23 for 23 list, right? It is. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So I got to get that going. I got to ramp it up. Yeah. And I, I have my monthly adventures that I need to show up for. So yeah. So both of us yep. will be able to use our 23 for 23 list to get us to aim yes. to show up. 
Let us know what you're doing on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 415 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we have a changing the subject happiness hack. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for this week's happiness hack, which is have a code phrase for change the subject. Okay, this is a hack that I wish somebody had suggested to me years ago because it just occurred to me with Jamie. And I was like, why did we not figure this out before? Okay. So my hack for myself is to have a code that we work out. That means stop talking about whatever you're talking about. You've hit a sensitive subject. You don't know it, but I do. And like, we got to change the direction that this conversation is going. Yeah. So an example we came up with is like a phrase could be, did you remember to call the cable guy? And if you say that, it means stop talking about whatever you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, if you have a code and your partner invokes it, you have to fall silent and ask your questions later. Because I know, like, I know Jamie so well, I predict that if I said that, do you remember to call the cable guy? He would just look at me and be like, why do I have to change the subject? Would just be way worse, right? Because because then you're like pointing out that not only is it a sensitive subject, but that you're acknowledging that it's a sensitive subject. So if you do this, you have to accept the code phrase. You have to accept the discipline. Yeah, change the subject. 
And the way this came up in our in our lives is so we have a senior in high school and I've seen this before with other people where somebody starts to start asking about the college application process, which for some people yes. is fine. And then for some people, it's just something they don't want to talk about parents or kids or whatever. It's like, don't go there. They just don't want to talk about it. Yes. And fair enough. And you're probably just asking to be polite or you're trying to show interest or you can't think of something else to say. And so it's like you're very unthinkingly, you know, making a conversation go wrong. And so, um, but you could also imagine like you have a little kids and you're sort of like, I don't think what you're talking about is appropriate. Little pitchers have big ears. Let's mm-hmm. shut this down. But of course, children, yes. if they know that you're saying, let's stop talking about it, they are all over it. And <laughs> oh, laser focus. Yes. <laughs> when I try to veer a conversation away yeah. from something, <laughs> Jack is all over yes. it and he will not stop. Yeah. No, yes. they, 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 they look for that. <laughs> yes. But it could be, you know, asking someone about their divorce yes. or, right. you know, about a job if you've known they've recently gotten laid off right. or, I mean, just... Various subjects that make sense that someone's asking about, but you may know they're not a good subject right now. Right. Or grilling someone about, are you going to have kids? And you know they're going through fertility issues, things like that. Right. Because I do think sometimes people just unthinkingly are very inconsiderate. And so if you could just flag them. But it's the classic thing of someone's like, you're kicking somebody under the table and they're like, why are you kicking me under the table? Why are you kicking me? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You're like, pinch them. So you have to have the code phrase. But and and like, did you call the cable guy? I think that was your your idea. And I think, A, it's plausible. And B, it's so boring. Nobody (laughs) wants to hear you talk about it. So they will be just very relieved that the conversation gets shut down very quickly in some other direction. So let us know if you have a code phrase like this. I am not sure... That I Jamie's, bet many people do. Or like, I've heard of people having signals, like if you're at a party and you want somebody to come rescue you, they have a signal that is like, mm. come get me. Oh, uh, Jamie, I told Bonus Jamie hack. about this and he's sort of like taking it under advisement. I wouldn't say that he's totally bought right, in, I'm, but I will spring it on him the next time the opportunity arises. Yes, I'm waiting for the right moment to suggest this to Adam. <laughs> also, then the person has to remember yes. that you've made this agreement. Right, 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 right. Well, speaking of happiness stumbling blocks, edging your way into an extremely painful conversation by accident, here's another <laughs> happiness stumbling block. Okay, this is something that occurred to me because something that I talk about a lot, I found, especially with habits, is preferences versus kind of efficiency and rightness. And I think the happiness stumbling mm. block that's worth considering is when you are spoiling for an argument or induced to have an argument or think that you can work it out about who is right and who is wrong in situations where no one is right and no one is wrong, it's a matter of preferences. Yes. And it's often the case, more often than one would think, probably. Yeah. And so like a way that this came up. So is when I was writing Outer Order, Inner Calm, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why should we make the bed? And I'm like, make the bed if it makes you happier. If Outer Order contributes to Inner Calm for you, this might be something that you really like. Many people swear by the idea of making their bed every morning, but there's nothing right about it. It's a preference. If it's a preference that works for you, this will make you happier. 
if you don't care, if you're like, why would I waste my time making the bed when I just unmake it every night? Or if you're like, my right. parents forced me to make the bed every day growing up. And I, I vowed to myself when I'm a grown up, I'll never make the bed again. And I want to keep my vow. I'm like, fine. There's no right. There's no wrong. It's just a preference. But often people want to defend their preferences by insisting that they are right. And the fact is, then you're yes. just having a big argument that can go on forever. Yes, this can go with what time one should go to bed yep. or get up in the morning, how much you should be on your phone. I mean, there are many areas in life yes. where it's really a preference, not black and white. And, and this is really, I, and maybe it's because I'm an upholder. Maybe it's because I'm a happiness bully. Maybe I just don't have enough self-reflection, but I often catch myself in this. So for another example is mm. Eliza and Eleanor don't work at a desk. And, and for years, I would say to them, why are you sitting on the floor? Why are you working on your bed? Go sit at a desk. And they, they were just like, we don't need to sit at a desk. And I'd be like, no, to, to like work and to be able to think properly, you've got to sit at a desk. And then I went to one of those, a shared workspace. And I noticed that they had a, a weird kind of sofa that I had never seen before, where it was essentially like being in a single bed, but it looked like a sofa. It had a high cushion back and you could stretch your legs out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's furniture for this because this is how some people like to work. Some people will work in their lap in an airport waiting room. And I'm like, I can't even, it like makes my head hurt even to just see them. And yet there are people working away quite happily. And I'm like, right, because there's no right way or wrong way. My preference yes. is always to have a desk. I would have a desk in the bathroom if I could. I always want to have a desk. But, <laughs> but other people don't have desks. Yes, Gretchen, I have to say, I am one of those people. I, know. I work in bed. I recently got a new keyboard. And I said, when I bought it, I said, is this a good keyboard for working, having it in my lap in bed? Because that is where I work. And they said, yes, it is. Because so many people do it, right? Because there's no right yes. way or wrong way. Yeah, I mean, yes. I don't know. Alyssa, have you seen other situations where people argue about preferences, but then it turns out it's just like whatever? Yeah, another place where you see this um, is the writer's room. Some writer's rooms don't even have a table to sit at. They oh my only have couches because some people just, a, a table makes them feel less free. They just want to be sitting at a on a couch and they want everybody to be sitting on couches. I would have to like bring in a side table and, and I, I could not yeah. do any kind of creative work. Without Isn't that funny? Yeah, I have to have a desk. And again, this is often something with levels of clutter because some people are really weighed down by clutter yeah. and others don't mind it or actually feel like it's freeing. There's just so many occasions where it's really a matter of preference. And I would love to hear from people about this. And then, so here's something that I, I would love to hear from listeners is I am, speaking of stumbling blocks... I am collecting examples of the small nagging conflicts that people experience with a sweetheart where it's like, again, it's like, what time do we leave for the airport? And you're like, we should have a two hour window. And why would we waste our time by being there two hours early? Or how often do we stop for a pit stop when we're taking a road trip? Like, what are those little things? I'm, I, I don't know why I'm interested yeah. in this, but I'm endlessly fascinated. What are those things that people argue about? We all have them. We all have them. And now for a listener question. Yes, this comes from Jessica. She says, so I am an upholder and my boyfriend is a questioner. It drives me crazy. Anytime I ask him to do things before he agrees, he asks a million questions. The simplest requests turn into what I feel is wasted time of back and forth question and answers. 
One example is when I was at my mother's and she had furniture being delivered. She just had shoulder surgery and the delivery people could not bring the furniture in the house because of COVID. I called him to see if he could come help us with the furniture. And in the amount of time it took me to answer all the questions he had, he could have driven over to my mom's house and we could have been moving the furniture already. How can I communicate requests to him that will cut down on this Q&A time? And how can I stop feeling so offended by his constant questioning? I feel offended that the fact that I am requesting him to do things is not enough for him to do them. I feel that I am constantly trying to justify my requests. Any advice? Okay, I 100% understand this because I am an upholder married to a questioner. And as an upholder, you're like, I'm asking you to do it. That's enough. Mm -hmm. Why do we need to waste our times with back and forth? If I'm asking you to do it, that's reason enough. And I'm just here to say, as Jessica says, it's not enough for a questioner. You have to know why. Yeah. And what I found is that in my question, I have to supply the reasons. And like, even if it's something like by text, when I'm like, can't I just save myself the time and energy of texting it? I have to say why. And the more you justify, the better. So why am I asking you to do this? Why am I asking you to do it at that time? Why am I asking you to do it instead of a friend or my brother? Why am I asking you to do it today instead of tomorrow right. or this weekend? And the more you can say that, the more they will buy in because they understand why. I remember one time Eleanor was going, usually wish she would have lunch like through school, but when they went on a field trip, they needed to bring lunch. And so Jamie was at the gym and I wanted him to pick up like sliced turkey on his way home. And I knew that if I just said, hey, please pick up sliced turkey on your way home for the gym, he would think, well, why should I? We have plenty of food at home. If you want sliced turkey, go get it right. yourself. I don't see the point of that. So I said, hey, will you pick up sliced turkey on your way home from the gym? Eleanor needs to pack a lunch for a field trip. And then he did it because he's like, Okay, I get it. We right. need something to make a sandwich. Oh, makes sense. Fried chicken leftovers are not going to be, she doesn't want that. And so that's good. And it does, I, to an upholder, it feels a little bit excessive, but it really does eliminate a lot of back and forth. Yeah. And I think in terms of not taking it personally, it really is just speaking this and saying it's not personal, hopefully will help you not make it personal because it really isn't. No, it's it's an aspect of the questioner tendency. And like sometimes it's very helpful. And I remind myself of that when it gets kind of annoying and draining and overwhelming, which is like questioners, they're like this with you, but they're like this with everyone. It's not personal. And there's many benefits right. to it because they are the people that are like, is this the best way to do things? Why would we waste our time, energy or money? But you do, especially with a questioner, want to avoid anything that seems arbitrary. Like we need to clean out the garage this weekend. Well, why this weekend? If there's no particular reason then don't frame things that way because arbitrary is like a red flag for them. They will resist anything that feels arbitrary. Mm. So you've got to explain why. But if you're like, my mom's furniture is outside and it looks like it's going to rain. We need to bring the furniture in so that we don't risk it getting wet. It's like, okay, I understand why you're asking me to do this now. Or like my mother has no furniture in her yes. house and she needs to sit down, but the movers won't come in. We need to like get it, get it moved in. It's like, that's why I'm asking you to do it now. Yes. And this is questioners have to look learn that sometimes they do make people feel drained and overwhelmed and defensive with their constant questioning. So it is like you say, listen, it, sometimes it's just helpful to know that it's not personal. Well, and if and if Jessica looks at herself, maybe she seems rigid sometimes yeah. and that makes other 
people <laughs> annoyed. Everyone has their thing. Right. No, so like you gotta work with yeah. what you have. No, if you're snapping out orders of things that you're like, oh, if we get all these things done, it'll be great. And somebody's like, Well, why would yeah. we do that? I mean, it's like it, it, yeah. fair back to back to there's no one's right, no one's wrong. It's like, yeah, we gotta work yeah. these things out. Absolutely. Interesting. And so if anybody has any uh, other suggestions, it's this is something that comes up quite often. In my observation, the yes. upholder questioner pairing is very, very common. Yes. Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a demerit that she's not sure is actually a demerit. But first, this break. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Okay, Gretchen, it's time for demerits and gold stars. And this week, you're up with a happiness demerit. Yeah, so I don't know if this is a demerit or if this is just like a stage of work that I'm going through. Because I find that I have so many things, so many documents, so many projects up and running. And I think, you know, because of my book, Life in Five Senses is coming out April 18th, pre-order early and often. And, and I just tinker and edit. And so I'll have something open and I will write it and then I will edit it. And then I'll be like, oh, I'll sleep on it. And then the next day I'll write it and I'll edit it and I'll send it to somebody and like they format it. Then they send it back. How does this look? And I'm like, oh, but now I need to edit it all over again. Because now that I sit, now that mm -hmm. I look at it two days later, I'm like, wait, I don't like the wording of that. And so you could be like, well, that's good because like you really are always making things better, which is true. And it also creates a cascade of tasks where I'll be working on something and I'll be like, oh, well, you know what? Mm. I should add this to that. So then I start working on that. And then I'm like, oh, but, you know, this is a good thing to put in there. and Or that reminds me I need to like, this would be an excellent point to put in this other place. And so then everything starts opening up and I'm just like, how many 
I'm working on 15 things simultaneously. And at a certain point, probably, Elizabeth, have you ever had a day like this where like suddenly, magically, like 10 things get done in one day? Yes. Oh, that happens in television all the time. Yeah, yes. it's like, it feels very productive. Yeah, like, <laughs> so there's like yeah. that moment of ecstasy. But right now I'm in like the open document stage. And yeah, and so I'm not sure it's a yes. demerit because I don't know that I want. It's vexing you, but yes. maybe it's not your fault. Right. It's just, it's just, it just a, is. it's just a stage. It's just a stage, I guess. Okay. But I want to remind myself not to fret about it and just to recognize. Like, yes. This is just a stage. Okay, good. Um, Elizabeth, gold star. So my gold star, Gretchen, is to our listener, Carol in Wisconsin, who uh, made you and me and Sarah bracelets with our one word theme. Really pretty beaded bracelets. Um, My one word is scale. And so I have two bracelets that say scale, which is perfect for me because I'm very much using it in a literal and metaphoric sense. So Mm -hmm. I love having two. Yeah. So I've been wearing them every day and it's just been a nice pick me up to remind myself of my word and a little gift from a listener. It was just really thoughtful. So thank you, Carol, for our bracelets. Yes, I have my wave bracelets. I have two wave bracelets. So um, yes, thank you very much. And the resources for this week. Okay, Life in Five Senses. Now I can announce I have a pre-order bonus. If you go to happiercast.com slash five senses, that's F-I-V-E senses, and you pre-order my book, Life in Five Senses, you will get this pre-order bonus. You have to sign up. And it is this exclusive series of five videos where I talk about the five senses briefly and suggest a try this at home little experiment that you could do. These are really fun. Spoiler alert, there is ketchup involved. (laughs) But they're super, super fun. Get everybody psyched up for it. And I have to say, if you are inclined to buy the book, it is such a help to pre-order because pre-orders really build buzz with booksellers and the publisher and the media and other readers. If you want to help a writer, pre-ordering is a great, great way to do it. So again, if you you could pre-order by going to happiercast.com slash five senses, and there you'll find links to retailers and the link to the forum where you can submit your pre-order information to get access to the bonus. And if you are, if you get like a triple gold star because you've already pre-ordered, do not worry. If you're like, how do I do this if I don't like didn't keep track of my order information? You can still get the bonus and go to the form and all will be revealed and it's fine because of course I don't want to make it hard for the the people <laughs> who bought it right away to get the pre-order bonus. Yes. So anyway. Yes. Yes. Pre-order. Pre-order, pre-order. Pre-order, pre-order. I know maybe I'll write a little limerick about it, Elizabeth. Back to our, our yes, writing limerick. Haiku. Yeah, haiku. Yes. Haiku. A pre-order haiku. Yes. If any listeners want to write a pre-order haiku, that would be great. <laughs> Elizabeth, what are you reading? I am listening to Intensity by Dean Kuntz. And I am reading We Should Not Be Friends by Will Schwalbe. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Aim to show up. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you and where did you show up. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. That truly is how people hear about our show. Word of mouth is the best. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward.
Gretchen, speaking of the five senses, one thing I've learned is that with the bracelets, I love the clicking of the beads, the sound oh. of that. Oh. The beaded bracelets. So now I'm thinking I might, I'm a beaded bracelet person, which I did not know. Well, and how, and, and, and in what circumstances does it catch your attention and do you enjoy it? That's fascinating. Just throughout the day, just that clicking sound is very pleasing. It's both calming and uh, like a little treat. Excellent. Okay. I'm going to pay attention to the clicking on mine. From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.